But it's it wasn't, I guess, out of left field just because of like It's just the cheese, man. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. Don't try and explain the cheese. <laughs> just eat the cheese. Just eat the cheese and enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, put the cheese on your cracker. Be happy that you chuckled and eat the cheese. Hey, Otaro. What's going on? We got a podcast of Buff and the Blazer. If I was a listener, where would I go to find more? You can check us out on our website, thebuffintheblazer.com. Drew over there writes an article that goes along with every single episode. You can find all kinds of little extras on the articles, and you can listen to the podcast right there. Also, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, we're on Twitter, at Buff and Blazer. Follow us there. Get those clicks, people. The Buff and the Blazer. Welcome to the Buff and the Blazer, episode 27. I'm Drew, and as always, I'm here with my good friend, Mr. El Tato. What's going on? How you doing, man? Good. Another one in the books forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another one in the uh, books. I'm a little disappointed in this one. A little bit of a downswing, but not as bad as the the last couple weeks that we've had. This episode, we we're... rebounded. No, no, no. We rebounded last week. No, no, no. Yeah, but I mean, we're this. I think this one dips down a little bit after that ah, high that we were see, on. Regress to the median, yeah, right? Just a little bit. <laughs> but nothing like the other two before last week's. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this episode we are go- talking about The King of Staten Island, directed by Judd Apatow and starring Pete Davidson. And this one was getting a lot of notoriety online and social media. And, I don't know, it just seemed intriguing. And it's Judd Apatow. He's, like, attached to Is it every Apatow comedy of art. or Apatow? I've heard it both ways. I vote for Apatow. All right, let's go Apatow. He's been attached to, like, every modern comedy of our age. Yeah, since, like, Superbad and 40-Year-Old Version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are some of my... every comedy ever. Right. So this was intriguing, just with the talent involved. Um, But what did you think after your first watch? So, a bit of a mixed bag. I was hoping for a really solid... Slappy in the face comedy from start to finish. Uh huh. And it was funny. There was good chuckle factor, but I knew it was going to have all of Judd Apatow's like heartwarming cheese all over it. <laughs> and I could have gone no cheese on this and just gone straight ruthless comedy because I absolutely love Pete Davidson. Not just in this, but I've I've been a fan of him ever since he came around. He's he's funny on SNL. Yeah. And he uh has a really really good stand up that came out recently. So I've always been a fan of him and then Bill Burr is like one of my favorite comics of all time, probably like number two or so behind Dave Chappelle. Oh, sweet. And uh so I was really excited and they do have a lot of really funny lines in the movie. But what I was actually more impressed with was the level of acting that kind of came across in this movie. Yes. And that kind of caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Because I was hoping for a really good comedy, and it was funny, but it was way more on the serious side than I expected. Yeah, for and sure. And that's the, the cheese factor. So I, I was kind of, a, you know, a bit of a mixed bag coming out of the movie. All right. Yeah, I was expecting more of like a slapstick, like crazy 40-year-old virgin kind of movie. And you almost could call this not even a comedy. It's almost not a comedy. It's almost like it's a drama. Drama Um, with some funny parts. I mean, I call this like a dramedy almost, but uh, there's a lot more drama going on than anything else. But um, Bill Burr, dude, I don't know what it is about comedians putting on their serious faces, but they do it so well. Yeah. It's like a seamless transition. Like Steve Carell 
is one of those actors too that just went from like forty year old virgin and then goes into like Foxcatcher or something like that. There's a it's, lot of them, man. I mean, Robin Williams, the first time he did a truly dramatic yeah, role, everybody yeah. was like blown the fuck away. Robin Williams, Tom Hanks, I know, was like that. Jim Carrey's had some really good serious roles. Yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. like, And even Man on the Moon, which is kind of a funny role anyway, but he's a right. insanely good acting in that movie. Yeah, so like whenever I hear that a uh, comedian is being cast in a serious role, I always kind of... It raises my eyebrows a little bit because I know a lot of them hit it out of the park. And like you, this film kind of, it took me by surprise because I wasn't expecting it to be so dramatic. Not that it's overly dramatic, but it's pretty, it gets into the weeds of the drama a little bit. It's a little heavy. uh, Yeah, at times. But like you, I think the most impressive part of the film is the acting across the board, especially Pete Davidson. Like I didn't, expect him to have that kind of range Uh. he's really good and i love him on snl too like we'll we'll talk a little bit about the story in a second but i don't know i kind of i didn't hate the film and i i dug some of the you and i call it the wholesomeness of the story yeah and like some of my favorite parts of the whole film where it was like towards the end like the last third of the movie see Um, i'm the exact opposite Okay. The first two thirds, I was like, yeah. And then the last third, I was just like, kept pausing. Like, God, how much longer is this? I know where it's going. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's going to be as exactly happy, warm your heart kind of story. I was just like, I don't care. (laughs) I just want jokes and funny. Fair enough. So, yeah, overall, I think uh, it was worth a watch, I guess. I don't know. If I'd recommend it for twenty bucks, yeah, I was I gonna both, say <laughs> twenty <laughs> bucks is a little paid, steep. Yeah, it's a new release. Um, That's more than you would pay in a theater, you know. Yeah, for sure. And we didn't even get it in IMAX. No, I but, don't uh, know if this is you know the type <laughs> of movie that has to be seen in the theater anyway. I don't know about you, but I could use seventy millimeter footage of Pete Davidson's face, like <laughs> just. <laughs> oh man! Got like but yeah. Uh, Bags under his eyes the size of tractor tires on the big screen. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. The size <laughs> of your truck. Like. <laughs> oh, man. Not a bad film. Not a bad film. But let's talk about those first uh, two-thirds of the movie for you. So you, you really liked the kind of off-the-wall comedy parts in the beginning. Yeah. I really... I like, wouldn't the, call it, like, off-the-wall... It's not off the wall, but his character is so like larger than life in the sense that he doesn't give a fuck about anything, <laughs> which is, I mean, his character is super interesting for me. Um, but yeah. that part of the story, like watching that arc kind of, I liked that he's sort of this eccentric dick <laughs> that has, still has kind of like a shell of a heart. And then how that affects everyone in the story throughout. Yeah. But like I should have wrote down every little nugget of dialogue or a one-liner that no, I just there, cracked up at. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, so many so many good little chuckle spots. Yeah, they're sprinkled the everywhere. Yeah. And that's the only thing that kept me really engaged. But the way they introduce his character is like his character, Scott, is pretty dramatic. Like right yeah. at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like getting at like a, a mental health type of message, you know? Yeah, yeah. And for with sure. how heavy the first scene is, you couldn't just stay that heavy the whole time. You got to bring the jokes, and that's where a lot of like the just little lifestyle parts yeah. of the movie became really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Just like the whole basement and smoke weed all the time and friends that are just complete idiots like all that part was really funny to me yeah 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 i mean should we i don't know yeah okay so do we do we spill beans or do we hold back i mean we don't have to spoil but i guess we can't really spoil an apatow movie sorry (laughs) it's it's so it's like a semi-autobiographical film right sort of Kind and like of, I, yeah. I watched an interview with Pete Davidson, and he, 
on CBS and he was saying like it's 75% like an autobiography. Yeah. And it's scary too. Like that opening scene, he said he used to do that shit for real, like in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, remember how honey boy was like a, a bit of a weird dark look into yes. someone's life. This, this has that vibe too. That's, that's a great comparison actually. And, um, I wonder if he like wrote it, wrote it up when he got sober. Cause I, I know he's like gone into rehab or whatever. I don't know what he does. Last yeah. time I saw him, it sounds like he just smokes weed and, and does mushrooms and shit now, <laughs> which is great. Better than drinking and, and doing yeah. sure. pills and shit. But yeah, it's kind of heavy. It kind of makes you uncomfortable right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With how kind of damaged his character is. Yeah, like there was um, a scene in the beginning where they're talking about, they're, they're joking about the, his situation and his dad not being there. And those kind of like caught me off guard. And I was like, oh man, that's pretty awkward. Like the way they're joking about it. Yeah. And he's sitting there like laughing along with it. You can tell there's like something that's really bothering him, even though he plays it off. It's, it's something that's probably super common throughout everybody losing a parent. Yeah. And it's something that me and you can't relate to at all. Right. So I like actually thought about that while we were, or while I was watching it, I was like, me and Drew don't probably have as deep of an emotional hit from this movie as a lot of people do, you know? Yeah. So. And what, he was like seven when it happened? Yeah. And in, in like his real, his real life story, right? His parents died or his father died in 9-11. Yeah, Isn't 9-11. That correct? Yep. Yeah. And that's some heavy shit that I can't relate to it in any way at all. So. Yeah. And when you're that young too, too much, you know, it's like. Well, no, and I guess, so maybe not so much the, the wholesomeness of the story that I identified with the most, but I did appreciate the weight of that drama that they show. Like, just the story in general, it's, it's worthy of a movie, I think. Like, his story. Yeah. And it comes across well on screen. Like, it's, it's pretty deep. And what I liked is it's, it's almost like a realistic look into how he deals with that and it's it does have the wholesome element but they don't shy away from like getting into the weeds of like when he's at the baseball game and he's talking to the firefighters there that's some heavy shit yeah and he's real blunt and direct about what's on his mind and we won't spoil it but stuff like that's really just like unapologetically real yeah and makes you uncomfortable that's that's something that i really liked about this movie yeah, I agree with you there. It's it's hard to it's hard to j- judge it in a negative way because it's it's something that's really personal to someone. Yeah. But I don't know. It it, it does it, I don't know. It's 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 a weird mix of it's a really weird mix of heavy and comedy that makes you a bit uncomfortable, I think. And I guess yeah, that's like a the, good thing, right? Yeah, like the tone of the film it's it's hard to pinpoint, but it's a story, like you said, that I think can a, a lot of different people can relate to. Either people that are that have lost parents, people that are suffering from depression, or mental health disorders. I could see a film like this, in terms of like trying to portray that in a realistic way. I can see a lot of people identifying with that. Yeah, and I maybe, can see maybe we're the outliers, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so, and. I mean, the audience score was pretty, pretty good for this film on Rotten Tomatoes, 87. Yeah, that's high. But yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not poorly made. It's no. well-directed. Uh, it's well-cast, I thought. What, what in the first, like, two-thirds of the film did you have? Did you have a favorite moment or a favorite scene? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so hard. Like, there are a bunch of little tiny pieces of comedy in the beginning or throughout the whole film that just make you laugh out loud. My favorite, my favorite scene is when Bill Burr gets introduced, <laughs> and he's my favorite character in it. But the way they yeah. weave him into the plot, he's in it way more than than I thought from seeing the preview. Oh yeah, he's like got a much bigger role than. I mean, he's like a main character. Totally, 
But no, when when Bill Burr gets introduced and he's all fired up because of a really funny, stupid situation. <laughs> and I think we could say that because it's not giving away too much. But Pete Davidson <laughs> fucking tattoos Bill Burr's son and the kid's like, what, nine years old? Yeah, he's like this little badass. He's all, I want a tattoo. He's like, you want a tattoo? <laughs> like they're getting a kick out of him, this little like seven-year-old kid. It's really funny. Kid. And when he comes into the thing, he's just in a, a total rage, screaming <laughs> like a madman. And that's just, I just love, I love his character. And he's so funny. And he, he displayed some really, really, really impressive acting chops in this movie beyond. Because I knew he was in Breaking Bad a bunch and I knew he had acting chops, but. He pulls off some some pretty emotional scenes in this movie, and I was pretty impressed. Dude, I saw him in Star Wars in The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. And he does this serious role, like, really well. I'm surprised. He plays, like, this double-crossing, like, smuggler dude in The Mandalorian. Yeah. And And he's uh, one of the best stand-up comics of all time. (laughs) How Uh, long has he been doing it? Oh, since, like, the 90s, like, early 90s, I believe. Oh, wow. He's a... He's a, he's awesome, dude. Every one of his specials on Netflix is great. Every single one of them. And he's still doing stand-up, too? Yeah, and he does uh, F is for Family. That's like his creation on Netflix. That's right. That yeah, yeah. Rated R, hilarious cartoon. Yeah. Bill's awesome, yeah, no. man. He has a fantastic podcast, too. He's hilarious. Yeah, I've heard. What's crazy is I buy this guy as a, as a firefighter. Totally. Like, especially with his handlebar (laughs) (laughs) and, like, his demeanor in the whole movie. I totally buy him as a firefighter. But, yeah, I will say in the beginning, like, he goes on his rant. And as, what is it, like, two scenes later or something, that's when he goes back and, and knocks on the door again. And I'm like, oh, shit, we're doing this. So he's, uh, he's cashing in on that, uh that moment of passion that he had in the, the first scene. <laughs> it's got that cliche rom-com cheese, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you liked, you liked the parts in the beginning. So the, the last third of the film I'm talking about when uh, Scott ends up getting in with like the firefighters. Is that the part you're talking about that didn't really connect for you? Uh... I wouldn't say it didn't connect. I just was like, yeah. I felt like you could have ended the movie a lot sooner. Yeah. It seemed to be there was like 30 minutes of the, the turnaround at the end mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah. And that was like a little too long for me. Yeah. I liked the, uh, I liked the dynamic of all the firefighters in the house, like when they're kind of shooting the shit with each other. Yeah. And joking around and stuff like that. And like Steve Buscemi, I love Steve Buscemi. Like yeah. at the at the end in the firefighting, like the firehouse. I don't know. I liked all those characters. And <laughs> I don't know. We're kind of melding like character and story a little bit because it's hard not to with this film. Yeah, because but, um, it's like a it's like a transition of of yeah, who like you surround film, yourself with and how It definitely you know. isn't plot driven. It's like all character driven. Yeah. And a big um, part of him kind of getting his shit together is by changing who you're around with. Right. And hanging out with people that have their shit together. Yeah, like for me, and I think I can I can speak on this because I'm part of this generation, but like I felt that they portrayed every stereotype in the millennial generation possible in Scott's character. Yeah. i'm like every bad thing you've ever heard of our generation you see in this character and i was just kind of like i mean i get there's i know a a bunch of people like that oh dude are you kidding me yeah like and to the t yeah like it's insane so i get it 50 60 percent of the dudes i grew up with in high school live this way still (laughs) Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not yeah. with the extreme crime aspect. 
Yeah, but it's... I do know some guys have done some stupid, pretty stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm looking at the post right now. Of this film, and it's perfect. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I can't think of a better image to to represent this film than the image on the poster. Like this guy, he's like taking a picture from a real low angle. He's larger than life in the sense that he's just completely out of his mind. <laughs> and and it's it's kind of funny that this the <laughs> and he's standing on top of a car like yeah, it's it's extremely sarcastic, you know. Yeah. It's like he becomes a king because he gets a job as a busboy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like the triumph, you know. <laughs> Oh my god. That's it's it's pretty fu- it's a pretty funny look. I've never been to New York or Staten Island. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. It has to hit home for like ev- probably everybody on the eastern seaboard probably gets it way more than we do. Yeah, okay. So cuz I've watched this, I've watched it's totally unrelated, but what we do in the shadows like the TV show, that takes place on Staten Island too. And there's like this culture, I guess, in Staten Island that I'm completely foreign to. And they play that up in this movie. And I was wondering if you'd ever even heard of like just the Staten Island mystique at all. <laughs> I'm like totally free. Dude, like the way know. they pre- represent it in like what we do in the shadows on the show, this film, it's like Staten Island's this kind of, it's almost like a culture, like a lifestyle. Yeah, the way I'm they sure make it, it seem. is. You know, every every place has its own yeah. vibe, I guess. But the way it comes across, and the way Pete Davidson talks about it, like in his stand up and interviews, <laughs> is just like the like the white trash stepchild of the rest of New York. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. He mentions the dump. The dump in Staten Island must be like something to behold, because he <laughs> mentions it. All the time. I, he mentions it in this movie. He's mentioned it like on stand up. I've seen him mention it a bunch of times. Oh, wow. And there's like probably tons of inside jokes that people who are aware of the culture in that area, whether they live in New Jersey, because it almost has like a Jersey Shore type of thing going on. Too. Yeah, for sure. Any of our listeners out there, if you're calling in from the area, like, give educate us, the, us. Yeah, the lowdown on. The culture, because it's like it comes across in everything that I've ever heard mentioned. And it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it seems Even like not bizarre. knowing how realistic it is or not is is really funny. Well, I mean, you tell me stories about where you grew up. Yeah, and it's it seems to have like that kind of vibe going on. There's just like yeah, it's a bit trashy. <laughs> well, I didn't mean it like that, but it is. <laughs> But, but it seems to be like people grow up there and stay there, and it's just yeah, you can't it's a trap it. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, small yeah. Small town trap. It's 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 you know every small town really high drinking rates, really high indulging rates of all kind. But it's a sweet place to live. I don't know if Staten. I wouldn't want to live in any city. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a bit of a different thing. But yeah, every place has their culture, and I'm sure it hits home for a lot a lot of people on a lot of different levels. There's probably tons of inside jokes and stuff. I only I've only got the dump because I've heard him talk about it on multiple platforms, but Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's probably tons of inside jokes and funny stuff that we just wouldn't get. Yeah, I'm sure we've never a lot been of it. there, you know. Who knows? I've never yeah. I mean I've certainly heard of Staten Island, but I just didn't know that it had kind of this like whole other persona i saw wu-tang a couple of uh years ago they're from staten island okay wu-tang what about um so i think for me the big surprise of this film was pete davidson himself okay because like i've seen bill burr and other things and he's pretty awesome as a serious actor i thought he was awesome in star wars uh did you have any favorite characters in this film anyone that stuck out to you other than like the two main ones pete davidson was great he's yeah 
actually a really impressive actor. Yeah. But what really I really enjoyed was uh, Marissa Tomei, Pete Davidson's mom. Yeah, she's awesome and everything. In the she's movie. <laughs> Margie. Yeah. Her and Bill Burr's relationship on screen is what really, really caught me off guard. There's the scene where he first takes her out for coffee and he's like flirting with her and acting all Twitter pitted. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just, I, I even paused the mer- movie and turned to my lady. I was like, Bill's got some serious acting chops. Like, you see how <laughs> realistic this, like, whole flirty vibe is? Dude, that's like, not even acting. He's just flirting with Marissa Tomei, like, was, on camera. It was so good, dude. I'm sure it's not hard to do. Uh, but I was, I was, that scene really caught me off guard. That's when I was like, oh, shit, the acting in this movie is kind of next does level. A, she does a really good job of playing, like, the concerned motherly figure. Mm-hmm. Like she's Aunt May in the the new Spider-Man films. Like, is she? She's yeah, she's perfect in those roles. <laughs> I watch so much Seinfeld that that's what I see her the most on. She's on <laughs> one episode or something, and I see her on it in a cycle like every two months. Seriously, <laughs> just on rerun. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I bang. You're like, through. oh yeah, she's in Seinfeld in that one episode. Yeah, anytime I'm not doing any, or if I'm like doing dishes or doing stuff yeah. around the house, Seinfeld's just on all the time, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Yeah, she's great. I even like the actress that plays his sister, uh, Kelsey. No, 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 that's not Kelsey. Claire. Yes, Claire. Oh, that's oh, uh, looks like Apatow's she's an Apatow. Daughter. She's a good yeah. actor. She's an Apatow. She does a really good job too. Like. I didn't see any weak performances in the film, I'll say that. But yeah, I really liked her relationship with Scott. What I liked is, okay, so you got the wholesomeness, but so she's concerned about her brother and her mom, but she's not afraid to just be like, stop fucking around and you're a piece of shit and you need to clean yourself up. Like, I like how their family's kind of like that. Well, yeah, it's kind of, that's something that's very relatable, you know, like siblings, siblings need to check. Yeah. Each other way more than parents do because if parents go overbearing, then you get backlash. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's much easier to scream at a sibling than... Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that realistic element of the story, too, that I think is really, really well done. And then I liked uh, the two kids, Ray's kids, that uh, Scott takes on walks every day to school. Like, they're... (laughs) You got like the sweet daughter and then the little badass kid, uh, his son. And I liked anytime you have, especially a really messed up character in the film, like Scott, and you have him interact with like young children on screen. Those are always like money for me in any film. Okay. Like it's just always interesting to see those interactions for me. Like that humanized Scott's character a lot for me. Like it made him, instead of being completely like in space and out of this world for me, it brought him back down to reality for me. Okay. Where I like, like I understood the pain and shit he went through, but his the way he treated the two kids really kind of made me like his character a lot. Okay. So yeah, that's another part of like the wholesomeness that I bought into. Yeah, yeah, and that part, all that's all that was nice. I really liked all of the uh, character play between him and his buddies. Yeah. Oscar and Richie and, and Igor. Igor is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. You got to <laughs> love the little dude, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, dude, the little guy. But And I like how he has the hottie on his dating app and she's real. I know. That was like That was a payoff for me in the whole film. I was like, <laughs> yes. Justice for Igor. <laughs> <laughs> but there there is so many hilarious lines between all of them. Yeah. As the movie goes on. <laughs> Ricky Velez plays Oscar, Lou Wilson plays Richie, and uh Moises Arias plays Igor. Yeah. They're all super <laughs> funny. It's a great part of the movie from like a a comedy standpoint like every time they're all on screen it's hilarious even at the end even at the end of the movie when it's kind of like <laughs> wrapping shit up when uh ricky velez is talking about what pete has to feed his cat 
yeah. I was laughing so hard at that part of the movie. <laughs> it was yeah. great. Oh shit. Yeah, it's there's so many like spread out little nuggets of comedy that are just like I don't know. It's it's, it's paced they're, they're all over the place with the with the comedy, you know, like there's some yeah. heaviness, but even inside the heavy scenes there's jokes. Yeah, the other thing I like too is that the comedy is not over the top like insane slapstick stuff. No. It's all like one-liners and clever dialogue and just shit you would like laugh at with your friends. Yeah, and there's never like a big pause for laughter. They're just no. in mid-conversation all weaved in there really nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> my my favorite part of the movie from a comedy standpoint is when <laughs> Bill Burr yells at his son to look both ways going over the road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when Pete is picking up the kids uh-huh. and they go outside, Bill Burr's uh-huh. ex-wife screams to look both yeah. ways. That was like my favorite part of the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's, it's uh, so funny. <laughs> it's got a good pace to it, like overall. With the comedy and the drama, like even when it gets real heavy... It never gets to the point where it's overbearing or it's like um, fatiguing, I guess. I hate those dramatic films where it's so serious that it just doesn't make you feel good. Like you don't want to watch anymore. It's like, well, shit, I just I could just go outside and experience this myself. I don't want to sit down and watch this. Yeah, it never gets that serious, but it tackles a heavy subject, I think. Yeah, I was a little done by about two hours. Yeah, it is long. You know, I, w- I was done with the the triumph at about two hours. Sure, yeah. But there's still some chuckles in there towards the end. Like like I said, that, that, that one scene, that's like <laughs> yeah. right towards the end of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe um, not. No, I actually think that might be before. Anyway. Oh, in the jail? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's actually before he gets into the firehouse, I think. Yeah, right after that is like when it, like when he went to the firehouse, I was like, that's when I was about. <laughs> I was about yeah. done with it at that point. Yeah. Before we move on, though, I will say that I was surprised that they ended it on the, the moment, on that particular moment in the film or that circumstance. Like when they're both in the, in the truck and he's like, go get him. Yeah. I was like, okay, I was expecting him to like take a test or something to be a fireman or something. <laughs> and uh, instead, it's something else. And I was like, okay, they went there. That's cool. But it's it wasn't, I guess, out of left field just because of, like... It's just a cheese, man. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. Don't try and explain the cheese. <laughs> just eat the cheese. Just eat the cheese and enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, put the cheese on your cracker. Be happy that you chuckled and eat the cheese. Yeah, I ate the cheese. I'll just say if if you watch the movie and you know it's a Judd Apatow movie, you know exactly how it ends. I'll just say that. <laughs> All right. I guess that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about let's uh, talk a little bit about the techie stuff, the technical filmmaking elements of this movie. I will say that I noticed in the cinematography, it feels like a documentary. A little bit. Like the way it's shot, uh, you get a lot of the handheld stuff, and a little bit of like steady cam, shaky cam kind of footage. But in this film, it works because you almost feel like you're just following a group of friends around, like a group of friends and and the main character around, and you really feel like you're in the room with everybody. Yeah, it didn't feel very set y at all. No, you know. No, no. It all seemed to be on location. A lot of I really liked a lot of the outdoor shots. Like when they're oh, yeah. playing basketball in the abandoned orphanage on the eight foot rim. Well that's the other thing too. It seems like everything was shot on Staten Island. Probably. Everything felt real. Like even the interior shots those I mean it seemed like a real house. I never thought once that it could be a set, maybe, <laughs> even though it probably was. But uh. everything looked like it matched really well and looked realistic because <laughs> i think staten island itself is kind of like a character in the film yeah 
yeah, it really does. Cool. It would make sense to have shot it there. Yeah. And I'm sure Pete being from there would want to dump some of that money into his economy, right? Yeah. Seems I'm like sure he wasn't dude. like, let's go shoot in Long Beach. <laughs> it does not yeah. look like Long Beach. <laughs> let's, yeah. go, let's go look at it. <laughs> that is bizarre, though, to look like across the pond and see like the New York City skyline. Yeah, there was uh what was it? There was a shot at one point where it had the city in the background. It was like a a dusk a dusk shot. Was that was that uh during the baseball game? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. And that yeah, it was like it was it was kind of cool to see New York from a angle I've never seen before. Yeah, me too. Again, it it's really hard to relate. Yeah, it is. Being from out west. And uh, I, mean, I mean, I've grown up in California like 90% of my <laughs> life. <laughs> it doesn't look anything. I lived out east as a wee tot <laughs> south of here and outside of Philadelphia. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. I've never – I don't know if I've ever even been to a place that has this type of like I, – I don't know what it's called, like townhouse Oh, yeah, for sure. Type of thing. Yeah, uh-huh. With, like, the porches and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't even ever know if I've, like, been in a neighborhood that looks like that in my whole life. Yeah, it's crazy. And, like, the shots on the bench, the old, like, uh, trash bench out by the beach. I really liked a lot of those. Because it has that, like, just hanging out vibe. Like, it feels feels really real, you know? It does. And when you say, like, quote-unquote beach, it's... It looks kind of trashy, like the way they show it on camera. It's, uh, like I said, Staten Island has kind of like this <laughs> vibe about it, I guess, that I know nothing about. <laughs> as far as uh, I think it probably looks exactly like that life, you know? Yeah. I think that whole aspect of the movie is kind of hard for me to gauge whether or not it's accurate. But if I had to guess, I'd yeah. say it's super accurate. Yeah, and I mean, it, it definitely seems like blue collar for sure, like that whole area. But yeah, it was just refreshing to see a film take place in like the the general New York area, but not be a New York film. Yeah, it's not a it's not one of those New York films. This is like something different, <laughs> in a good way though. Yeah, it has a definitely way more like a gritty, way less glamorous New York vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is total random, off the wall, like side comment. But the whole time I was watching this film, I was like, Pete Davidson would be a kick-ass Joker. Hey, hey. Yeah, like I like that. Yeah, I. Huh. And I don't know why, but yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at his mannerisms as he's acting on screen and he seems like he has a couple screws loose at times in this film. And yeah, this dude I think would be an awesome joker. I'll get on that train, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. I agree. Maybe. But we'll see. I mean, if he keeps this up, he'll be on his way to films like that, I think. He's a good actor. Yeah, it's he's an interesting he's an interesting dude man his whole story is insane not not just the tragedy of his his childhood but his his hollywood story which isn't highlighted at all in this movie Mm -hmm. but like his fame story of comedy and snl and all the hot chicks that he's dated he's (laughs) he's a he's an interesting cat man yeah for sure fucking kate beckinsale (laughs) oh my god champ dude uh yeah where was that in the movie where was her cameo (laughs) (laughs) that's (coughs) yeah that's the the sequel yeah that's when they move on over from staten island to new york city (laughs) man yeah i don't know if there was any special actually no there was some pretty good effects in the movie now that i think about it some of the explosions with the fire and stuff Oh, yeah. Those are that actually was... really good. And scary. The way they shot them? Yeah. It was pretty intense. I really like that. 
Yeah, firefighter. I could never be a firefighter. Too much of a, a pansy. Yeah, it's funny. Like firefighters around here is a whole other animal. Oh yeah, it's a whole different thing. It's like the, not the ladders in the buildings. It's the forest and yep. the helicopters and for sure. It's crazy. It definitely gets seasonal out here too. <laughs> See, but that yeah. season's getting bigger every year, bro. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can't say a whole lot about the cinematography or like look of the film. It just it all meshes well together. No, it's and all... I, I like the way they shot shot Staten Island overall. They framed it well. It's uh, tip top, you know. That's yeah, why for sure. It, that's why Apatow's the. He's, he's been total, doing it forever. He's a total badass, total fucking professional, you know. Like, it is, you won't be disappointed with one shot in the movie, you know. No, nah, no. Nah. Well made. I really um, like the uh, pharmacy scene. Yeah, that whole sequence. Yeah. <laughs> what and, was the, uh, and the, the, the phrase he wanted to text? You, just you up. Yeah, you up. But then when yeah. he when he starts, when their phones start going off and the songs that are playing <laughs> for each one of them, yeah, it's really like funny. they match their their characters really well it's too. Extremely funny. <laughs> and they're trying to be quiet, and their phones are going off. Ugh. Yeah. See, after talking about it, I could probably give this film another watch. Yeah, yeah. It is. So it is if you long. Take it, huh? If you, if you take it for a drama with a deep message, there's that there, but that's not for everybody. But the right, like that's not for me, you know. But mm-hmm. what is there for me is the the intense layer cake of jokes that are throughout the entire movie. So if you take <laughs> for it just sure. for that and you accept the cheese, because even if you like, even lots of Apatow's older movies where I don't like how they ended necessarily. Yeah. I'll still mm-hmm. watch them again because once I realize they end where I think they're going to end, then I can just enjoy the jokes. And this movie is probably funnier yeah. every time you watch it. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And, like, I, I'll say it, there were a lot of moments where I laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not myself the biggest comedy fan, and so it's hard for me to do that. So the comedy works in this movie really well when it's there. Uh, it's great. yeah it's great and it's there most of the movie i don't want to play it down too much because it's it's almost i guess it's almost like a dark comedy sure even a lot of the really dark stuff that pete says throughout the movie yeah joke still (laughs) and it's Mm -hmm. it's still pretty funny yeah for sure it's weird it really blurs the lines between dark and and comedy the whole time you know the whole movie does yeah well that's the thing too like with these films, there's always the risk. If you're, if you're reading this on the page, there's always that risk of it being overly dramatic and too heavy, and you never get that in this movie. Like the comedy is so evenly spread out that it saves you from that. Yeah, and, and it even, works well. Even the ending with the cheese, it's still a really funny ending and ironic. Yeah. Not not one part of the story, but the other part of the story, like his struggle uh-huh. and, and getting out of it, the way that ends is still, like, laughable, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. What about the music going on in the movie? I enjoyed lot- it. Yeah, it all matches, like, perfectly with what's going on screen. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. There wasn't one part where I don't think I had any, like, major orchestral stuff going on no no not at all um and that would have really made it bad that would have (laughs) really taken away from the comedy if you put like cheese orchestra music in there (laughs) yeah no i wouldn't put orchestra music i wouldn't add that to the cheese (laughs) that's uh it's a little too sharp for me but there was a lot of diegetic music like Mm -hmm. the music he's listening to in the car like you'll bump and it's bumping out through the speakers. Yeah. Um, like even that first scene, right? Doesn't he have the stereo up real loud? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shit's intense. I like I like that a lot mm-hmm. in movies when it's diegetic. Yeah, for sure. 
And you get a lot of that in this film. And it 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 keeps the story real. Like you're experiencing the moments with the characters. And yeah, adding diegetic stuff in this movie is totally complements that. Uh it's funny, yeah, like Pete Davidson's a- real life story is is way more insane than, than this movie. Yeah. What was this movie rated? Was it? I think it's R. It's got to be R. Oh, yeah. It's rated R. Yeah, they're banging and shit in it. <laughs> it's got to be R. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's a wholesome a wholesome R, I guess. Well, I, I appreciate that it's R. If it was PG-13, I would have really not been <laughs> stoked. I don't want to see PG-13 Bill Burr and Pete Davidson, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can see PG-13. Bill Burr and Pete Davidson. I love Pete on SNL because he pushes the shit that he can say like way more than anybody else on the show. I don't know. Michael Che and Just are both really good, but Davidson (laughs) definitely pushes it the farthest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, it works. It works uh, with what they're they're selling here in the film. I can't remember even watching a trailer for this. Did you watch the trailer? Yeah. Did they market it as like a straight-up comedy? No, I think they let you know it's a little heavy in the... In the okay. Part, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't stand films where they sell you something and then serve you up something completely different. Sell you a Roman legion and give you a guy running in a Bigfoot suit? Yeah, give you, like, Cool Runnings Part 2. Like. <laughs> Dude, Cool Runnings, don't, don't, put the, don't do that to Cool <laughs> Runnings, man. That movie's awesome. I love Cool Runnings. <laughs> Don't do that. It's, to it's the only film I can think of with like, <laughs> what other running films are there? Good God. Yeah. But yeah, we're still shitting on that movie. Three episodes later. That movie sucked. Man. <laughs> God. Oh man. So bad. But yeah. Let's, let's not bring up a bad, a, a bad memory. <laughs> All right, dude, <laughs> let's, let's do love hates. All right. I will say that. I loved, I loved the characters in this movie. Um, they're all interesting. They're complex. They're real, and I love me some real characters in movies. Um, so people that I can, maybe not so much relate to, but I, I could at least see other people relating to. And watching it, I I was definitely in the back of my mind. I'm like, I know so many people that fit into this story, with just all kinds of different elements. So for me, I, I liked the the realism through the characters in the film. Um, hates, not so much hate, but like the ending's kind of predictable. The arc is a little predictable. But I mean, yeah, it's kind of uh, one of those feel-good stories, I guess, in the end. Yeah. And I mean, for all the shit that happens to Scott in the film, it's like, I guess you can't really blame blame them for taking it that way. But yeah, for me, it was just a little predictable. All right, all right. Yeah, what about you? I loved and appreciated the quantity and the quality of jokes. Okay, yeah, for sure. Just coming at you every scene, there's a couple of laughers in there. Even (laughs) with the heavy, the whole movie. That's what I love the most about it. And Bill Burr, he's awesome. He's hilarious and everything. And he really, really impressed me with some serious acting in this movie. Yeah. That scene when they're like <laughs> when when they're battling and he throws them in the pool and shit. <laughs> I was laughing so hard that whole time. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Cuz I got something that'll cool you off. And what I hated about the movie was the same as you, man. You just you know exactly where it was going with the with the cheese. Yeah. Nothing really slapped you in the face, caught you off guard. Right. That, that that's what I wouldn't say hate. I didn't hate anything about the movie. Yeah, me Truly, either. You know, it's a classic Apatow fits in perfectly with all of his other funny movies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think we're on a, in agreement. So what do you give this movie on your scale? <sighs> and would you recommend it at the end? Ah, uh, I will give it three and a quarter bong loads okay just because everything about the way it's made and all the acting and the casting is great 
the story's a bit predictable and a bit too wholesome for my liking in a comedy. <laughs> so I'll knock down. But every, you can't, I can't complain on the technical aspect of anything. It's just the arc of the story and where it goes and the, the fact that you know it's going there. What did I do? Three and a quarter or just three? Three and a quarter. Three and a quarter bong loads, yeah. And uh, I would recommend it. Maybe wait for it to be a little cheaper on rental in a couple of weeks. I don't know about 20 bucks. They're probably making out like <laughs> bandits, dude. 20 bucks. That's more than you pay, like, literally if you go in the theater. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the, the rate they're releasing movies right now, people would eat this up for 20 bucks. Yeah, they're probably making a <laughs> killing, so. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. But, again, it is 20 bucks. Like, you'll spend that at the gas station walking yeah, down for one sure. aisle. So you be the judge. Yeah. It's funny. It's worth a watch. And if you are going to pay the 20 bucks, you might as well buy it because it's the same price because the rewatch value on this movie is probably awesome. Yeah. Good point. Uh, for me, I'm going to give this a three and a half. Three and a half buckets of popcorn for me. I think there are a lot of different people that can get something out of this movie. And it's funny. It's entertaining. So I definitely recommend it. For 20 bucks, I probably wouldn't recommend it. I would say you could probably wait till this is streaming somewhere unless you're a fan of Judd Apatow or Bill Bird or Pete Davidson like any of these comics Ricky Velez it's it's hilarious for sure. I mean Steve Buscemi's in this uh, Marissa Tomei like the cast is really good and the characters are all really interesting and funny so yeah I guess I mean give it your best judgment but it is 20 bucks to rent unfortunately I mean we can't go to the theaters anymore not yet, and I don't see us going anytime soon. So, I got a uh, question for you. Yeah. We all have like people that we know that we grew up with, whether it's in our family or friends or whatever, that kind of have this like can't get their shit together thing yeah. going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you think you project any of the feelings you have about whoever those people are that you know growing up or have known through life onto a movie like this? And he'd be like, oh, that's my buddy, blah, blah, blah. Do you, like, project any of that? Oh, like, I mean, Carry I think any of that emotional baggage of what you have of someone you know that ha- doesn't have their shit oh, together? Oh, to, like, color my, or my d- opinion died of, of the a film? drug or a, a do- overdose or whatever, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. And so, yeah, for sure. Like, to answer your question, yeah, for sure. Because I, um, I feel like it conjures up feelings of this, like, archetype of this you know, kind of loser that can't get their shit together. And yeah. It probably so, makes you think of stuff that has nothing to do with the movie. Cause it did that for me. Oh, it absolutely did that for me. And it did it for me so much to the point where like the first third of the movie, I was like, I don't know if I can watch this cause this dude's pissing me off. Cause I know someone exactly like this. I know people exactly like this in my own life. Oh yeah. So that's why I go back to all those scenes with him and the, the two kids because for me, that brings a likable quality to his character, and you see that he's not a complete, like, asshole yeah. loser. And that's important. I mean, but I Okay, I got a, I got a, a follow-up to that. All right. But does it piss you off a little bit that, like, the turnaround is literally, like, having to walk some kids to school every day? Like, literally just having one thing to do everything every day changes everything? Yeah, well, then that's that's my three and a half star or three and a half buckets of popcorn. Like, I can't give this film any higher than that okay. because that plot, it's like it's there and it's his arc. But, yeah, the, the turn happens so easily and so fast. It's like I almost kind of don't buy it. Yeah, it's like you could have replaced walking the kids to school with having Bill Burr just make him make his bed and clean his room every day. <laughs> Yeah, looking at the classifieds in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that, you know? Yeah. Or no, having no, to I've... take the trash out or something. Yeah. Like, it's such a minor task that yeah, turns everything around. Holy that's where it's shit. Like, come on, there couldn't be a bit more Dude. struggle in there. Dude, that's like the millennial bar. <laughs> like, it's so low. Thanks for pointing that out. Thanks for pointing out that we are just as bad. <laughs> oh wait, dude! I've had my shit together since I was no, no, no. eighteen. No, I mean like, oh my god! Like the bar is so low. It's like, yeah, that's yeah, funny. We, we shouldn't be given <laughs> given a pass, but maybe that's it a is joke. What it is. Maybe that's a really deeply seated joke in the movie. 
And I maybe guess that's it the is, point of this. Know? Maybe that's the point. It's like this dude needs to get his act together. You guys need to raise your bar and like, come on. Oh shit. <laughs> Damn. Excellent point. And it's like <laughs> it, the thing I like makes me mad a little bit is like, most of the people that I know that are either still living this kind of lifestyle or have died from it or, you know, have broken out of it. It didn't take a simple task of like one chore a day to pull them out of their funk, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you can't that takes a whole lifetime often, like a lot of the time, you know, for people to turn and get their act together. Yeah, you couldn't possibly do that in. I mean, maybe that's why the film's two, what, almost two and a half hours? Because they're like, we have to turn them in two and a half hours. But yeah, that's where the story is problematic. That's why I can't give this film much higher than that. Because it does happen quick. It's two and a half hours, but it feels like it happens instantly where he starts to become like human. Or like <laughs> a somewhat responsible member of society. Yeah, it's too it's too quick of a shift. Yeah. It so. goes from like full-blown... <laughs> psychotic suicidal punk kid to responsible adult like that right yeah 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 no that's okay. i wouldn't that's say that responsible point. but but a little bit you know yeah like not tattooing seven-year-olds responsible like that's <laughs> <laughs> and that's a win for this character <laughs> and we'll take it we'll take the cheese yeah so moral of the story, don't tattoo seven-year-olds. I think he's And nine. everything will... All right, well, don't tattoo nine-year-olds, no matter how badass they seem. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be all right. You'll be half decent. It's, it's a funny movie. It's got some cheese, though. <laughs> oh, man. That was like an excellent, excellent point. Man, and I if, love yeah, podcast. It's, it, it made <laughs> me think about like a lot of, a lot of uh, dudes that I've grown up with. It's hard not to see people you know like that yeah. as you're watching the film. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm right there with you. That totally happened to me. Yeah, I wish I just had some kids for them to walk to school to pull them out of it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. No kids. <laughs> no kids. <laughs> uh, no kids and definitely no tattooing the ones that are there. Yes. <laughs> Public safety announcement brought to you by two millennials. <laughs> uh, I don't well, know. I don't like the whole uh, millennial. I don't. I don't get the generation designations that much. It's it's way too generalizing because I don't feel entirely in this mold. Me either. You know, I'm like a decade yeah. older than this. Yeah, you and I both like. I don't know. I don't even know what that means anymore, Millennial. Who fucking cares? Well, they make a joke of that in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Like they talk about the, the kid. I've said that exact same thing to my friends <laughs> yeah. before because they're He's like, rattling shit off about how stupid yeah. millennials are. I was like, dude, we're millennials. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I don't fucking yeah. get it. It's so dumb yeah, to generalize anyone... a block of, of yeah. years on a calendar. It's just like anyone you don't agree with these days is a millennial. So and I, what I don't like about the movie is the the smoking weed stereotype. Oh, you know the everyone smoking weed doesn't have their shit together. It's like that ain't true at all. That isn't true. The state that we live in probably has ten or twenty million people that smoke weed on a daily basis and have their shit together. Yeah, some of them even have their shit together so much they make podcasts. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Don't be stereotyping us stoners. Yeah. Yeah. Not to toot our own whistle, but. And at 24, I had my shit together. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, you definitely movie, were not. What this movie is set at, you know? I was still smoking weed and. For sure. Plenty of people well, smoke weed. It's not a big I thing. definitely wasn't thinking about you watching this film, no. that's for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, but a lot dude, of other a, people, though. A lot of the people I grew up with, it's very. It's home, yeah. you know? A lot of people. But yeah, I think we, uh, we got some good discussion out of this one. Yeah, well, I think we brought well. it around at the end there. I was stumbling yeah, a sure. bit. I'm a little drunk. <laughs> no worries. It keeps it fun. keeps it real. <laughs> if that's all you have, I don't really have much else to say about The King of Staten Island. Yeah, it's good. It's worth the watch. It's funny. 
Yeah. So if you're gonna, if you have the time. Yeah, if you're gonna buy it or if you're gonna pay for it, buy it instead of rent it, because it's funny. Yeah. So you got to recommend from Drew and El Tato. But for us here, that's been episode 27, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for sticking around. Peace.